Welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Outlang Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I don't like that. This, this episode comes out on thing? New Year's Day. Okay, cool. Oh, right. I'm I'm Baby New Year's. <laughs> oh God, I'm the heat miser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the angel of death pointing to your gravestone. <laughs> Uh, it's me, that- Jacob Marley. I'm bound by the <laughs> yeah. chains you I forged in life. Yeah, you know that famous New Year's story, <laughs> a New Year's Carol. <laughs> Oh no, in in the future of New Year's, uh, Bob Crampett can only drink one bottle of champagne because Hold he on. didn't pay him well enough. Bob Crampett? Crampett. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna move to Hollywood and see that box. I love the concept of Bob Crampett. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, he, oh and, and his Yule lad, uh, Tiny Tim. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I do like that. I can do, we, and it's less racist a- than the real... <laughs> Yeah, Zwart Piet. Yeah. Uh, no, the we... Yule lads are fine. Zwart Piet yeah. is very bad. That's the what Yule I'm lads saying. Are good. I'm trying to agree. Yeah. So, can we work some of this lore into Captain Transylvania's canon? Why? Why is everything a branding opportunity for you, you uh, power hungry capitalist? <sighs> because if we come up with good ideas, we should be marketing them. Um, well, yeah, you can't argue with that. Yeah, you're right. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yes, like I suppose that focus. Uh, what? Well enough. You're not focused. Is it because you've been drinking booze coffee all morning? I'm trying to type in random subreddits <clears throat> while I'm trying to talk, and it's not working great. Oh, okay. I am doing? trying to type in song uh, recommendations <laughs> while while I talk, and that's also not working. Um, I brought up my random subreddit already, and uh, don't it's... look at it or think about it. You always do that too soon. No, I did it before we started the episode, oh, and okay. some of the scrolling text is in other languages, and one of the things it says is "come skin," and I don't know what that means. <laughs> we can't talk about it yeah. yet, though. Okay. We have to not think about well, it that's, at all. That's a tease for the future. See if you can figure out. Uh, listener, the mystery as to why it says that. I promise you when I announce what the subreddit is, it won't help. The the important thing is it means we can't choose Jeff's subreddit as the one to do this week because then they will already know because of the title of the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you've doxed yourself, Jeff. Yep, it's true. Wait, what? Put yourself right in the dox can. (laughs) Is that a thing? I can't believe that I showed everyone my tax returns on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You had to prove that you made $100,000 a year like you claimed, right? Oh my god, I wish I could prove that, because then it would be true. <laughs> well, you can prove things that aren't true if you're clever and an accountant. I'm no mathematician. <laughs> uh, Alright, I'm just going to start reading out my 2018 tax returns, you guys, mm-hmm. and, and we'll uh, you stop, stop you me. if there's any questions. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, what did you do online this week, Jeff? So, I was looking through my list of all the movies I watched in 2018, which I think I will probably review for my written piece uh, for December's Patreon exclusive, so keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. I watched so many goddamn movies, you guys. Um, I know, I can't believe it. You watched ten times as many as I did. The thing, the thing that I'm still offended by is that you went and saw Bumblebee in theaters <laughs> this week. <laughs> 
that was just recent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's week. a good movie. <laughs> you can't be telling the truth. It's it's like actually genuinely good. It's well acted. It's heartwarming. I loved it. Uh, I didn't like it as much as you'll also be mad about this Aquaman. Um, <laughs> oh no! Y- y- wait, you liked Aquaman? Yes. Because I want to go see it, even though it's going to be bad. Um, it is the type of movie that if Zack Snyder was good at making movies, he would make this movie. Um, because mm. unlike in a Zack Snyder movie, in Aquaman, the homoeroticism is on purpose, the action is clear, and all of the cool one-liners are actually cool, because, like, the director is aware that he's making a campy romp. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, as a, as a brief anecdote about my life, um, my future father-in-law and I, when we first met, he tried to talk to me about sports things, uh, and I tried my best to make a good impression, but I am a disappointment to everyone I meet because I don't care about sports even a little bit. Uh, and so I was like, uh oh, are we never gonna be able to talk about anything? <laughs> um, but then maybe a year and a half ago when I went to see Justice League in theaters, I just offered to, if if anyone wanted to come along, and he did want to come along. And since then, we've seen all of the DC superhero movies together. Oh, man. And the other day, he was like, hey, do you want to go see Aquaman with me? And I'm like, I'm succeeding as a son-in-law. Yeah. This is incredible. Um, We're bonding over the worst movies ever made. <laughs> uh, here's some features of Aquaman that you'll enjoy. Um, TV's own Randall Park plays uh, a scientist who is a like, mad scientist uh, on TV that is like, oh, like that. the Atlanteans are coming and he says the phrase open your eyes there's already an Atlantean living among us and his name is Aquaman (laughs) (laughs) that's very that's very bigoted because that's not his name that's his title yeah everyone is consistently referring to him as the Aquaman like they're 1930s gangsters and he's the Batman Um, yeah that's good hold on I just realized I don't know what his name is what's his name Arthur Curry Um, no that's no good his name Wait, why? His name is Jason Momoa. That's what everyone calls <laughs> well, him when yeah. they're watching the movie because he's not <laughs> wait, acting. Wait. Is Arthur Curry bad or like is there an association I'm not getting, Louisa? Why did you react so strongly to uh, it? It's just to bad that? and incredibly okay. boring and nothing to do with like a hint at underwater stuff or anything. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> here's the thing about Aquaman is he's one of those characters they came up with in like the 1950s that was just like, all right, we've got Ghost Fast Guy, we've got basically Robin Hood. Um, what if we do King Arthur underwater? Uh, okay, sure. We have the same and, blonde hair, blue eye template. And Louisa, you're forgetting that his main superpower is that he curries favor with great, great white sharks and stuff. <laughs> Is that what he does? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. That's how he works his powers. He, he has a really yeah. high charisma score. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes. I guess that's true. I remember one time, a long time ago, Jeff ran a, um, a tabletop role-playing game campaign that was a fantasy world, but we were all playing members of the Justice League. Yeah. And I briefly toyed with playing as Aquaman and just having a million charisma and no other stats <laughs> at all. I did make uh, one of the main villains in that Ocean Master, who is the main villain of the Aquaman movie, and boy, do they call him Ocean Master a lot of times in the movie. He says, once I unite the seven kingdoms of Atlantis, I'll be declared Ocean Master. Not the Ocean Master or an Ocean Master. It does not get a definite article in front of it. It is just, I will be declared Ocean Master. You will bow down to me as Ocean Master. 
It sounds like an 80s board game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You be the ocean master. One that you have to, have to shoot little BBs with the Yeah, or water guns. You have yeah. to pour slime into it to be to yeah. mimic flowing water. <laughs> yeah, a marble falls down as a as a rolling boulder to kill you. Uh. I had one that you were surfers on a vertical board, and you poured slime mm. down from the top, and you had to play fast enough so that ah, the slime wouldn't get you. I had I had one like that where you were Ninja Turtles, and you were skateboarding down the side of a skyscraper, and then you dropped little, like, uh, ball bearings, that, and it was like a pachinko machine. Whoa, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Uh, good times. <clears throat> anyway, what did, yep. um, was that enough of what I did online? I guess it was, right? Well... Uh, so you said Bumblebee was better than oh, Aquaman? Yeah. No, or Bumble- worse? Bumblebee was not better than Aquaman. It is definitely Good. a smaller and more intimate character-driven movie uh, with better acting, but Aquaman... With giant robots. Aquaman yes. stars... Um, uh, of the three movies I saw this weekend, one of them has what? Julie Andrews in it, and it's oh, not yes. and it's not Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. <laughs> it's Aquaman. She's in Aquaman. <laughs> Uh, That's very good. Yes. So wait, was Mary Poppins Returns the best of the three? Uh, The best of the three was Aquaman. What? Yes. (laughs) I saw Mary Poppins Returns, Aquaman, and Bumblebee. Uh, Aquaman was easily the best of the three. Mary Poppins Returns was quite good, but, you know, the songs were a little boring, and I was extremely upset by the fact that Emily Blunt played Mary Poppins as a sort of uh, lurid sexual figure. And you wanted to... And you wanted to snog her, baby. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, not snog. Snog is too innocent for this version of Mary Poppins. She wanted to shag. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was a real Austin Powers type of Mary Poppins. Does my supercalifragilisticexpialidocious make you horny, baby? Yeah. (laughs) Really? Not do I make you supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, baby? (laughs) No. Oh, that didn't get the horniness across <laughs> is the problem. Uh, yeah, there's... Oh my god. Oh, but, but seriously, a crossover movie between Mary Poppins and Austin Powers Oh my god. Really funny. Yeah, they're both uh, ageless figures of the British spirit. It's perfect. It's true. It's true. Uh, um, oh anyway, that's, I saw 65, you, 65 new movies this year. Sorry. That's it. I'm surprised, Louisa, that you hate this idea so much. You usually like terrible crossover concepts <laughs> I, I do. I'm still show. reeling from this idea that Mary Poppins is like really horny in this movie because <laughs> I had not heard that at well, all and I cannot wrap my head around it. Have you watched the old one recently? Because she and Bert oh, do sure. have a flirtation for sure. Yes, they do. But yeah. she's so she's so like straight laced. That is very mm, that's, that's a very sweet and Louisa. pure thing. Mm-hmm. In the modern Tumblr age, yeah. straight laced is horny. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the the Julie Andrews version is like um it's it's different in this one she's so much meaner she's pretty well, mean in the books i think yeah that's what yeah. i was gonna say i think that's that's probably a return to form is this supposed to be a sequel to the movie yes, or to the book to the movie but mm. it does incorporate more of the things from the books that were not present previously i learned um mm. and there is one scene where she does a dance number she transforms into uh looking like an extra out of tim burton's alice in wonderland um oh, no. her hair turns into a short black bob like what's her face from chicago and she puts mm. on a working class accent 
accent for the whole song. Um, okay. This is the song where Lynn Bowell Miranda tragically raps. Um, oh, no! <laughs> it's more like it's more like spoken word, almost like beat poetry, than it is like modern hip hop style rapping. So it's fine. It's, does it's he, not tonally inappropriate. Does he at any point try to do a Cockney accent? Yes, the whole time. Oh no! Oh no! And it's it's he very bad. This moment, I think. We're no, horrified it, by this idea. It's very clear that they cast him and told him to do a bad accent on purpose to be the Dick Van Dyke stand-in. Um, I mean, that's what we want to believe about Dick Van Dyke as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so how is your memory of the first movie? Because I have a question, and I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm pretty good, I, I think. I watched it like two years ago, so I, I have a decent re- recollection. Is of there it. a young boy who's a lamplighter who waves at Jane t- in her window during the movie? No. Okay. Nothing no. I remember now. Because the character Lin-Manuel Miranda plays Jack references having done this when she was a child, that he used to like wave to her when he was lighting the lamps up at her window, and it seemed like it was supposed to be referencing some like extra from the first movie, but it I guess it isn't. Um and anyway, he he they they have like a romance and that's cute. And then Ben Wishaw does a r- incredibly good job as What's his face? Michael Banks? Is that the yeah, boy? Yeah, the boy. Yeah. He's a father now, a father of three, uh, with a tragically dead wife in his backstory. Um, and, you know, so, it's good. So is it set in the 80s or whatever? When was the first one set? Uh, in the suffrage. 20s. Yeah. Women's suffrage in England, which was earlier than here. So I want to say, po- wait, hold on. Post-World no, I know this. One, right? I, I know this because I just recently, my thing online is going to be about this. But anyway, um, it was three months after World War One ended okay. because all the women were working in the factories. So and they were like, now we aren't going to leave until you let us vote. So 1920, you would say? is the first Mary Poppins? Yeah, it was like 1919, I think. So this one is either just before England is entering World War II, or just <laughs> after World War II ended, it's unclear. Oh no, well, it's, it's, England, it, it, it says- England was there in London at the time? That'll get- how do you <laughs> There was none. It says it's set in 1930s London, three decades after the events of the original oh. film, but that doesn't make mm. sense if the original was 1920. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, England didn't so much enter World War II as it had World War II thrust upon it. <laughs> oh, they call it the Great Slump, but it was the Great Depression, I guess. So 1935 yeah. is when the mo- this movie oh, takes place. That that makes sense if Mary Poppins takes on like a jazz age persona at some point, as you said. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I guess I guess it makes sense. Wait, three decades. Okay, after hold the- on. The first one takes place well, okay, in 1910. You were totally wrong. It's before World War One. No, 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 no. We weren't totally wrong. What we were doing is we were basing it on when women got the vote. Okay. But actually, the movie is about how they're fighting to get That's the vote. True. Yeah. Okay. So it's the lead up to yeah. suffrage. Um, and Jane is now a socialist labor organizer. Very good. Uh, which is incredibly good. Um, I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, it's very clear that there was a part at the end that they wrote for Julie Andrews to play, and yeah. she didn't play it, so instead Angela Lansbury shows up for no reason. <laughs> I heard about that, but she's so great, though. You want to see Angela Lansbury and everything. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. absolutely she delightful. Gi- Did she play a giant talking teapot? <laughs> oh, man, I wish. But she sounds exactly yeah. the same as she did 30 years ago in that movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, your voice doesn't change a whole lot between, what, 50 and 70? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy, Dick Van Dyke cer- certainly did. His voice dropped, oh, like, sure. five octaves. Um, what's funny What's funny is that Dick Van Dyke played an, like, incredibly old and decrepit man in the first uh, yeah. Mary Poppins in terrible makeup, in and band. now he just doesn't need the makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He, um... So, he plays the char- that old man character from the first one. He plays that guy's son in the new one. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that guy, wait, isn't that guy's son in the first movie? Yeah, played by a like, different guy. Like, helping him walk around? Uh-huh. Yeah, played by a different guy. Okay, weird. Yeah, yeah so, uh, they kind of tease him at the beginning, and then he shows up at the end. He can still dance, age 93, and he can still, like, hop up on a table and do a little, a little tap dance. I feel like people who got famous for dancing, they're so physical that, like, that they just live forever. Like, they never lose mm-hmm. any of that. Yep. Um, anyway. Does, is, does he have, does he still have sexual chemistry with Mary Poppins? I can't recall if he meets Mary Poppins in the movie. I think she's outside during this scene. because mm, it would be too sexual. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't, they could get uh-huh. a G rating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the boner would tear through his pants. And- no, stop it. <laughs> they filmed that scene, but then the censors were like, you absolutely cannot have Mary Poppins doing a striptease in a bank. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very uh, fun little family film, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. But it's right. not really so, as good as Aquaman, where Dolph Lundgren plays one of the kings of the ocean. So, oh, so, so, so speaking, so speaking of fun family films about England in the 1920s and 30s, uh, I saw a film this past week. Actually, I guess it was earlier than that. But I saw uh, a film this past week by Peter Jackson, a documentary. You cannot called- talk about that again. You talked about it last week. I did not. I talked about it to you personally on our Dungeons and Dragons uh, oh, call but podcast. I did not talk about it on, <laughs> on the our podcast. Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> Can uh, you imagine if we made ourselves even more unlistenable by just talking about Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, yes, I have had I several. Can and will. I've had several requests to do a, uh, a, a actual play D and D podcast, and I'm thinking about maybe a limited series next summer, but I'm not sure. Well, yeah, that would it be can fun. be good, but oh, there's a gamble there. Well, I will say I've been playing I've played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons in my life and playing with you guys who I all met well except for Louisa who I met through you know family but <laughs> the rest of you all I met through doing <laughs> you comedy met me LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah go on uh, I, your your uh, resume on LinkedIn said part of the Heron family and I was like oh I have that in common with her yeah. click <laughs> Um, no, uh, uh, because I met all of you guys doing comedy and then we started playing Dungeons and Dragons together instead of the other way around, it's a lot less tragically boring (laughs) to to do. Uh, so Uh, I had, hold on, I had one joke to make. Um, you looked at- you looked at Louise's LinkedIn and saw that you had two parents in common, so you decided to mm. connect. Yeah. <laughs> that's very uh, good, but I didn't accept your request for about six months. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You needed to check my references. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, um, the thing the thing that I did no, that Louisa- Oh, sorry, tra- can I- Sorry, I, something oh, I wanted to ask, that I wanted to ask for seriously like ten minutes is, <laughs> Jeff, so your movies of the year, I know you don't want to reveal the best movie you saw last year, this year, because okay. that's- are fucking destroying the transition that I had that was so good to my <gasps> thing online. Seriously, 10 minutes fine, I wanted go, to say this. Fine, go, can, go, fine. Can you tell us what's the worst movie you saw in 2018? Uh, Slender Man. Okay. Although, the movie I watched last night for Creepy Podstick 
Cam on Netflix is a close second. Uh, is it about Cam Cam Newton? <laughs> no, it is about it is a horror movie about a Cam girl who uh, the internet makes Ew. a doppelganger of her. Um, um weird, sure. and you shouldn't do that. Mm. You shouldn't make a movie about Cam girl. Yeah, uh, I mean the Don't the writer the writer was a Cam girl. That's why she wanted to make a horror oh, movie God. about it. Um, anyway, it's a bad movie, but far worse than that is Slenderman, which you can hear me talk about for like two hours on my other podcast, Creepypots, <laughs> and how it's a tasteless piece of garbage. All right. It's a shame because the Slenderman like artifacts online are very good and a, like a great example of doing a good job with mm-hmm. horror storytelling in the modern age. And it's a shame that the movie was apparently terrible. Yeah. To summarize, uh, basically they seemingly cut a bunch of stuff out of the movie to make it not seem so much like the like related to the real life stabbing, but they left enough in that ultimately the movie uh, is both offensive given the circumstances and also uh, missing huge chunks of it so it doesn't make sense anymore and doesn't actually, it's not provocative or interesting at all. Oh, that's a shame. You know they're so pleased with themselves where they're like, oh, we'll just take huge chunks out so it doesn't make sense. It's perfect. (laughs) Yep. So speaking of horrific movie experiences, Mm -hmm. I saw this past week, my thing online is that I saw um, the Peter Jackson documentary, They Shall Not Grow Old, uh, which is the incorrect quoting of a poem about World War One, and it was a documentary about World War One, and it is remarkable in a number of ways. Number one, it was very interesting that they did it in conjunction with the British, uh, like, media archives, Mm -hmm. so they had... interviews that somebody did in the 60s with survivors of the war uh, and all of the narration in the movie. The only narration in the movie is excerpts from these interviews with people who actually were there, which is like surprisingly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did not expect the the narration to be quite so personal because everyone who was in that war is dead now, but they had these uh, these interviews and they managed to edit, to edit it together so it looked like they were narrating what was actually happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I think is amazing, and the thing that I want to talk about on here is that they, what they did was they took all of the old footage that was filmed on the very first uh, movie camera cameras back in the 1910s and 20s, um, and they use digital techniques to clean it up to the point where it's indistinguishable from stuff shot today on uh, digital cameras. Oh, and it's so good. Like, it's stunningly good. And I think that this is going to change so much of how old... Like, now that this technique exists, could they do this for, like, <laughs> terrible sitcoms from the 70s so they don't look like garbage when you watch them on Netflix anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people who talk about, like, for some reason the past hundred years of uh, AI has been like, oh, the AI is going to make robots that want to be like people and kill us. But really, the main thing we're using AI to do is make movies look better or, like, mm-hmm. automate a lot of special effects processes that used to take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's very is that interesting. I could say. I think that it's it's really cool. Um, what I'm worried about is combining this type of technology with 
uh, I think we talked about deep fakes on here before mm. the like yes. facial replacement technology <laughs> to make yeah. like to to I don't know revive dead actors at the least sinister uh, end of that. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. this was like ten years ago, but I remember a special victims unit episode where someone was calling in like a fake hostage situation, and like at the time it was like, oh my god, it turns out this is uh, an adult woman who's using a voice thing to make it sound like she's a child and it was like blowing everyone's mind that you could do that and mine too at the time watching the show but i'm like now like yeah you can definitely just <laughs> now you do could that. make now you could be t-pain calling in a, <laughs> exactly. a, a bomb threat <laughs> yeah it's uh it's very fun to think about like <laughs> when, oh, whenever well no it's whenever whenever someone uses a voice changer in a movie now it's always because it's a character we've already met and you don't want to know that that's who it is yeah <laughs> yes um what i thought was so cool about the techniques that they used for this movie specifically was uh people in the tens were not good at making movies they yeah. were very 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 bad at it so they showed some clips of the stuff that they had originally gotten. After the movie, they did like a little documentary piece about how they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed some clips that were like literally a black blob moving in front of like a sunset and they didn't know about exposure. So they couldn't, you couldn't see at all what was happening. Um, and they used like, I guess, edge tech, uh, edge detection and like these techniques to make it so that you could see every detail. The actual picture was women building a jet engine in a factory and um, you could see like every single screw on the engine when they had finished their their uh, That's really cleanup cool. That's very, which, very which awesome. means like there must be millions of hours of footage from the early days of cinema that were basically thrown out because they were mm-hmm. over or underexposed that now could be things that we could actually see yeah. which is so cool well if it makes you feel any better it's all cellulose so it's probably all just rotted away anyway <laughs> if it was well i don't know i mean there's lots of places that preserve that stuff like yeah. the the british archive they had a room that was called like unusable film <laughs> that they kept anyway and that was where they got like half of the footage for this movie oh, which is great good. yeah i don't yeah. uh i don't trust uh britain's film uh archives very much because they up until like 1985 were still taping over episodes of tv shows to yeah. save <laughs> yes that's true like there's like half of the first doctor who guys run on doctor who is just gone because they taped over it <laughs> Yeah. Well, no one wants to see it, it to be fair. You gotta wonder with with technology like this that you're talking about, Matt, in like ten years, twenty years, are they gonna be like, Oh, we totally could have recovered those Doctor Who episodes, except now <laughs> yeah. you've destroyed those <laughs> films. Yeah. It's true. I mean, until we invent a thing that, that lets you travel back in time, there's always gonna be stuff that we lost because we thought it was useless, but yeah. actually, you know, because of advancing technology. You know the city of Troy, they excavated that with a bulldozer? Yes. <laughs> they just wanted to get it and get those treasures as fast as they could. Oh, man. Yeah, well, and the guy who discovered it was... <laughs> the guy who discovered it was like, this is Troy, and then everyone else in the world was like, no, it's not, you stupid asshole. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm gonna dig it up so fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. I mean, in his defense, he was right. <laughs> he doesn't need any defense. We don't need to talk about how good he was. Well, look, he was a jerk, for sure, but, like... He I got just results? Lo- no, I don't like this. No, 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 that's not what I'm gonna say. Okay, it I was, was for the say- greater good. <laughs> 
I do. Oh God. I do find it very funny the fact that there was a period in time where archaeologists were all just like, "Oh, you discovered something. It's probably nothing. You stupid <laughs> asshole. Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> you thought this so was a funny. dinosaur. You're making it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you discovered an ancient city and you say it's Troy. Well, it's not Troy, so it must be garbage. Set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very very weird to think about how there was like hundreds of years where you're just like history that's a place where i can get new pottery for my house uh and yeah. if you want to go there to like learn about stuff no i'm gonna put you off a cliff into the sea yeah <laughs> i mean it's like when you hear about like the bone wars and stuff like that of people Whoa. literally do you know about the bone wars no it's not I a do. sex thing I, i'm not saying anything Jeff is saying I, something. I did read all of a song of ice and fire but i don't recall the chapters about the bone wars was that when the targaryens oh. were trying to take dorne <laughs> uh bone wars would be a very good name for a fantasy novel actually <laughs> Um, but no, Bo Bone Wars was two of the earliest people discovering dinosaur bones in New Jersey, actually, uh, uh hated each other and <laughs> snuck into each other's camps at night to, like, set fire to things and steal, uh, bones from each other and stuff like that. It's so, a real King of Kong, but up. for dinosaur bones. <laughs> yeah, it's King of Kong, but for something important. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's part of why King of Kong is so delightful to watch, because it's about playing a video game that nobody likes anymore. Anymore. Yep, and no one ever really liked it. They were just like, "Oh, look, it's magic." Yeah, <laughs> it, magic yeah. Box. Before people knew what electronics were, and they thought they were magic. Uh, <laughs> you say it like you're sarcastic, but fucking, I when Pong came out, people were stunned at how good it was, and it's not. Yeah, it's not a good game. I will. I will say, uh, as far as video games like pre NES, the three that have aged well are Pong, Donkey Kong, and Pac Man, and they haven't mm. aged like completely well they've just aged slower than their contemporaries yes but they did make pretty good super smash brothers characters all three <laughs> yes <of them>. that's <laughs> true uh that pong was not pong but nintendo's ripoff of pong uh tv tennis Pang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay louise what'd you do online this week uh online this week i watched on youtube an actual show like i never do but you Whoa. can watch emmett otter's uh jug band christmas on there oh cool yeah i always feel weird about watching episodes of shows on youtube yeah i feel like i'm stealing them yes you probably are for the most so part it's so hard to find <laughs> emmett otter yeah. anywhere else and did you know there's no canonical version of Emmett Otter with the most amount of uh, Kermit the Frog? Because there oh, have been yeah? so many different versions made where he, like, just introduces the show and then gets pushed into a snowbank by the uh, River Modern Nightmare Band. And then there's another one where he, like, narrates more about what's going on, which I've never seen. But, like, there's no... That would be Kermit. helpful. <laughs> and then there's one Then there's one where he's holding a can of Coca-Cola because it was sponsored by Coca-Cola <laughs> in the 80s. No, that's not real. Uh, I yeah. The one I saw... There's one where Oshkosh Bagash sponsored it. Every <laughs> Everyone has overalls break. on trouble levels. <laughs> I do. I'm. Uh, I'm not joking when I say this past week I watched the Muppet Family Christmas special from the '80s when uh, on YouTube, which was also very good. And it's weird watching it on YouTube without the commercial breaks because the videotape we had when we were kids, mm -hmm. every mm, two minutes there was like, and now a commercial break sponsored by Oshkosh Bagosh. Yep. Uh, uh, I when I first watched Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas on Hulu a few years ago, it was the first. It was uh, there was no Kermit in it. it was 
was the first time I had ever seen it, and it did not mm-hmm. have Kermit in it at all. Um, Most of them don't, because they couldn't license from the Jim Henson workshop, they couldn't license the use of Kermit when they showed the show a lot, so. Well, Jim Henson Company still owns this show, while yeah. Kermit and the rest of the Muppets are owned by Disney. Well, Emmett Otter was partially sponsored by the CBC or something, something Canadian gave them yeah. money to make it, so, like, it's a complicated rights thing. Oh, it's so, like... It's not really a sad story, but because it's old and about, like, a family of puppets, puppet <laughs> otters living in poverty, it, yeah. feel, it feels so, like, oppressively sad. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where because it's set in the Here's American the Midwest, probably, <laughs> I don't know it exactly where it's set. It be somewhere in, like, Ottawa. Like, that's reasonable. Otter- yeah, that's Ottawa? Well, no! Oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, absolutely yes. I vote yes. Um, But my point is, like, it seems like it's set during the Great Depression, but it could be, it could be 1975. Here's the thing, though, the fucking Riverbottom Nightmare Band pinpoints the dating of that movie to late 70s. Like, you're Uh, right, it could be any other time in the century otherwise. But they could have just been very ahead of their time. That snake, (laughs) that snake grew up to be David Bowie. Yeah, you're, uh, you might not like it, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you're on fire today. The Riverbottom Nightmare Band traveled back in time so that Emmett yes. Otter could meet his wife because one of them is his son. Yes, what you don't know is that if Emmett Otter had won that uh, uh, contest, then he would have uh, gotten a big head and destroyed the whole earth. Yep. Uh, Emmett Otter's son is Stanley Weasel. Mm. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that does make sense. Otter with Otters and weasels are genetically identical. <laughs> They're very close. They can interbreed. Stanley Weasel is, of course, uh, sterile because he's a crossbreed, but you know. Yes, it's true. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, this was dumb. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, let's see. This is the earliest uh, that we've gotten into it, which is weird, because we spent so much time talking about Mary Poppins boning down. I just yeah, lost a huge well, chunk of audio. Can someone tell me what's happening? Getting into the subreddits. We are moving on to the subreddits. <laughs> okay. I will say I also lost a chunk of audio earlier, so it's going to be in two parts for me as well. Sorry. No, I mean, oh. mine's still all one port piece, oh. but I couldn't hear you guys for a good 30 seconds there. Well, uh, sorry. <laughs> I typed in what I was typing in for one of our talking points, the Muppets. I accidentally missed spelled it the Muppets. Uh, oh, so good. that's fun. <laughs> that is fun. Is that is that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's character's name in, in Mary Poppins Returns? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Muppet. Muppet. You got it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so the subreddits. I got r slash tales of link and mm. even though i recognize every character on this board and all of the words in the title it's unparsable to me what this board is about is yeah. it i read i read all the fact and i still don't really know is it yeah. a mobile is it a mobile game based on the tales of series maybe I also but, clicked on it because I got super excited. It was about Legend of Zelda. It is not. Yeah, if only. Yeah, it's a bunch of anime uh, boys and girls, and then no sidebar information about what it's about. Um, yes. So I've played most of the Tales games, but I ha- if they were if this is a mobile one, I have not played it. Uh, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Oh, this game uh, shut down. It is a defunct gacha game based on the Tales oh, of holy series. Holy crap! That's so bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
Uh, okay, so we're definitely not doing this one. I, this on. is the one I'm most intrigued by, to be fair. I got r slash Bakchodi, which I don't know what that means. Um, you didn't put the link in the thing, so we can't yes, see I it. Yes, I did. Yeah, I got it. Oh, well, it must have been during that time when I had to drop off, so okay. I need you to I'll put it in. I'll put it back. Place. I'm doing it again now. Um, Thank you. Uh, and it, there's a bunch of stuff that is written in. Is When it's written down, is it still called Hindi, or is it one of those where it's written I down, it's called a different name? Sanskrit is the written version? I think that might be the, is the name of the is script. That a different Farsi oh, is, the, is the language they speak in um, Persian countries like Iran and mm. sometimes Pakistan. Um, okay. uh, I believe that this is Hindi based on some of the um, flares mentioning um, Hindu, but I don't understand what this board is about. It seems yeah. like it seems like a meme board uh, about uh, being a South Asian person. Okay. It's also extremely political in a way that I do not want to talk about. Yeah, there's uh, only one sentence at the top, but it says uh, it says a bunch of stuff, but it says not right wing, left wing, commie, conservative, rational, irrational, or anything. And that's always a terrible sign to see yeah. that. Yeah. that. What that means is they're extremely conservative. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it's, Centrist is just code for, I don't want to say how racist I am, but I'm pretty racist. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the 10th tenth, the tenth rule is, uh, the, the rules is just a list of things they ban you for, and the 10th one is excessive race baiting. So you're allowed oh. to race bait a little bit. Uh, oh. You just can't be excessive oh. about it. Uh, they, this uh, terrible board. they spell proud yeah. without a U and country without an O, and I don't know why, um, but wait, it says wait, that- is it proud just prod? Yes. Is it proud without a U just uh-huh. prod? Okay. But based on context, you know that it's proud. Uh, it says that they're a member of the Asian Circle Jerk Collective, so I think I'm right in saying that this is a um, uh, meme board for Indian people. Yeah, I, think I will right. say I'm I'm glad that they're uh, one of the rules that there, there's never piss of mods on here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop talking about this board now and forever. Yep, agreed. (laughs) The one I got, which uh, is probably quite dry and boring, is r slash genealogy, which is about researching genealogy. Yes, so Tales of Link it is. (laughs) I guess it is going to be Tales of Link. That's the only one that's even slightly interesting, but Mm -hmm. oh no. I guess we could talk about other gotcha games we've played. Yeah, I'm uh, still playing the one that I brought up a couple weeks ago, Sega Heroes. Uh, Yes. I played there was one that was Marvel superheroes related one. It was one of the earliest ones, and I played it for a long time. Um, and I mainly just played it because you would get instead of like I guess I guess a lot of them do like bespoke art of these known characters in the gacha games, but hmm. the Marvel ones they had like single panels from comics of those characters, which was very much cheaper, I'm sure, to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it meant that like you could get some pretty rare uh, panels from comics, and it reminded me of lots of good comics that I wanted, went on to read, like, mm-hmm. when uh, uh, what's his face? Nope, this is not gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Better to get rid of that. <laughs> nope. I think uh, the only one I've played is the Fire Emblem one, where you collect yeah. heroes to fight in your Fire Emblems. It's, this, yep. this genre is really interesting, because it, it technically is every, like, any genre of game could also be a gacha game. Um, they're very commonly RPGs, but there's also, like, rhythm games, Sega 
Heroes is a match-free puzzle game. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is a strategy game. So it's really strange. There's also fighting games. I think the Marvel one is a fighting game. I don't know if the one you played is, but the current one is the a one fighting I played, game. The one I played was a card game where you had to oh, like, okay. make a hand and then beat other people's hands of cards. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess that Tales of Link was a lot like um, the Final Fantasy one that has Ariana Grande in it, and it's just like a mm. bad RPG. Probably. Mm. Did you guys ever play any of the Tales RPGs? Am I the only one? Yeah, I didn't. I have not. I've heard of them, and they've been in, like, very far on the back burner as far as my list of things to play. Yeah. Uh, I will say they are varying levels of good and bad as you go through the series, and some of them are just impenetrable anime bullshit. But Tales of Symphonia is probably one of the best RPGs I've ever played, and I would highly recommend it to anybody who would be interested in it. Hmm. Yeah, I was especially confused that it was called Tales of Link, because on the first page, all I'm seeing are Tales of and then other names, so... Yes. So this, for anyone who doesn't know, maybe including Louisa, there's a series of RPGs called Tales, and they are all called Tales of and then the world that they are set in. Mm -hmm. So Tales of Symphonia, Tales of Berseria is another one that's pretty good. Um, Some of them are bad. A lot of them are, like, a a lot of cutscenes with a very small amount of fighting uh, (laughs) game in it, which is not good, but Mm -hmm. Tales of Symphonia was a uh, sort of like... Actually, it came out before this, but it reminds me a lot of the um, uh, Link Between Worlds mm, that's a good game. game, where you're playing in two different worlds at the same time, and what you do in one world affects the other. Um, that's what Tales of Symphonia was about, too. Spoilers for the middle of Tales of Symphonia, I guess. <laughs> and the entirety of Link Between Worlds. <laughs> but it's Well, <laughs> that's in the title of Link Between Worlds, to be yeah, fair. Link Between Worlds was just like, what if we took that mechanic from Link to the Past, but did more, so... Yep. Yes. Um, and and Tales of Symphonia is now available on Steam for like $8 or something. So I would really, I really think you should try it if you haven't. The right. very first one was no, Tales on. of Fantasia. Oh, okay. I thought you were oh, going to yes. start on the board. I want to No, the yeah, board you first. go ahead, please. Okay. Uh, we're seeing a blue background with uh, petals on it, which I think are plum blossom petals because they have that little notch at the bottom. Probably not important. Mm. The header is a forest with some anime kids standing in front of it, and they all look completely the same. <laughs> like, there's two yes. anime boys that look exactly the same, except one has brown hair, one has blonde hair, one has blue uh, eyes, one has red eyes. The blonde hair one looks sad, so yeah. first of all. <laughs> and their eyes are blue and bluish green, so <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about a lot of gacha games, yeah. is that it's really important that they all be very different, and they often aren't. Yeah. And they mm. like to throw red eyes into these games a lot. Like, somebody just has red eyes for no reason. It's yep. just quite strange. <laughs> uh, there's two girls. Uh, they both have pink hair. They both have green bows in it that stick up out of their heads. Uh, like, they're essentially the same person. I'm confused by this. And there's also some kind of goblin creature that looks like a whimsicott from Pokemon. And that's yeah. it. The symbol of the board is a rainbow-colored crystal inside a circle. So now, now is the part where I come in with my bullshit. Yeah. Uh, one of the pink-haired girls is a character character named Presia from Tales of Symphonia, Ooh. who is a, a scientist, and sure she that's is. fine. Of course. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> In the same way um, that Barbie is a scientist. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's that trope that uh, Breath of the Wild played with, where there's, like, a very young, like, preteen girl.
girl, but also she's a super <laughs> genius scientist for the, some reason. The yeah. first, yes, that's exactly it. And the first place I saw that was in um, uh, Tenchi Muyo, that mm, very yeah. old anime. Yeah. I don't know if they invented it, but that's the first time I saw it. Yeah, I don't think I even realized that that was a character archetype until just now. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a game that I got as part of a Humble Bundle a long time ago called Girls Love Robots, which is about a bunch of girls who are scientists that are in this trope. Oh, I'm so uh, exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's very bad that anime is bad. I feel like technology is kind of the uh, lateral move from magic, whereas women can't have physical power in um, uh, tropes. They must have like mental or uh, psychic powers instead. So yeah, scientists. Mm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all stupid. So the up and down arrows on this board are little special red and green like pictures of arrows that are probably from the game. Uh, 2.5 thousand subscribers, and then for the number of people online, for me it says in brackets, object, object. So I think some kind of error has happened there. Yeah, sounds like an error. I don't even see the number of people online at all. And oh, then wait, there four, is literally four. not a single thing about what this board is or does or what you should do here. Yeah. yeah. So this board is entirely abandoned because there are four people on it and three of us are uh, three of them are us. <laughs> yeah, that it's is for a, great. it's for a defunct mobile game spin-off of a game that people don't play. We need to start going and squatting in uh, abandoned uh, Reddit threads. I mean, we're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. You you say we need to, but we're doing it. Oh, okay. The the main boy in the header I've been looking for is is uh, Asbel from Tales wow. of Graces. Sure he is. Yeah. Which one? I I, Which boy? The 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 one the first boy to the left. He's got short brown hair okay. and a dumb waistcoat. This all game. The dumb <laughs> Yes. This, this game is so defunct that it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, and nearly every game in the Tales series has a Wikipedia page. Yes. So, are we done describing the board? Can we start talking about it now? Yeah, let's do yes. it. Okay, so the Tales games in general are part of the whole um, anime obsession with Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, and I'm very interested in that, and I wonder why it is that Japanese culture and like Nordic, uh, ancient Nordic mythology seem to be so connected for some reason. Yeah. All it usually and takes is one influential person who really likes something for everyone else to kind of keep going with that forever. Yeah. Maybe because that's fair. Maybe because it's uh, like as far as European myth goes, it's probably the safest. Like, because you're, it's very unlikely that getting things extremely wrong, which they're going to do on purpose, uh, is going to <laughs> offend anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Although, would people get very upset if you got, uh, like, Greek mythology wrong? Or would you just be like, well, everyone does? Well, Greek mythology nerds, one, would get upset. Um, I guess I don't know if there's anyone who still very strongly believes in that, but maybe. Um, yeah, if only you knew somebody who had a tattoo of Norse mythology on their bodies. <laughs> yeah, but and like you don't also, believe that Odin about, is gonna come hang out with you. When you talk about people who will get angry about Norse mythology being wrong, yeah, white supremacists will. 
<laughs> so there's that true. whole group. Um, uh, I don't know that they're smart enough to know very much about that's true, but they will get Norse mythology right. They will have some strong opinions about what you are doing. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> is that Dunning Dunning Kruger effect when uh, total dumbasses oh, yeah. think that they're really smart and really smart people think that they're total dumbasses? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't um, know if it's that one, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. I, I I think that the temptation would be to use um, Christian mythology because that is like very fun. Mm. There's a lot of devils yeah. and, and saints and we're, stuff, but the yeah. we're looking at you, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, like, and people try to read into like, ooh, what does it mean? And the creator many times has been like, ah, you know, I just thought it was a cool motif. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that the, it's much easier to write off it was a cool motif if it's not a currently like widely practiced <laughs> religion. Although a lot of video games uh, in the eighties, nineties, uh, the Japanese games it just fully went ahead and used like, oh, this character is a nun or a priest, and their yes. outfit is covered in crosses, and they use like medical magic or something. <laughs> like they just went yes, ahead and did true. that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, also a lot of games in the eighties and nineties from Japan, the ultimate goal was to kill God. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. <sighs> I still remember when I got to the end of Xenogears, which is still one of the greatest games of all time, and it's like, God is a giant robot that's trying to destroy the universe and you have to kill him. I was like, ugh, even, this is a lot for me, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, um, the, one of the, the secret boss in Dragon Quest Seven is, uh, I think just named God, and then in the 3DS <laughs> remake, to, like, sort of please people, they changed his name to The Almighty, which I think is way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's much worse. Yes. Well, I remember when I was when I was very first getting into like weird un unpopular RPGs. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne came out, and uh, they banned it from a lot of stores because one of the for anyone who doesn't know, the Shin Megami Tensei games are about you capturing mythological figures and like Pokemon basically and training them to fight for you. And uh, towards the end of the game, you can catch one called Jehovah. <laughs> That's really bad, you guys. <laughs> they've mostly shifted. They've That's mostly funny. shifted to being like Greek mythology and tarot stuff, right? Is there still a Jehovah in there? Uh, there's definitely all the archangels from Christian mythology in the most recent Persona game. Love so. it. Hmm. Love it. I know. I didn't play all the way to the end. I don't know if you can eventually breed Jehovah, <laughs> which is a real thing you can do. In <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's there. gonna be. Maybe that'll be Joker's final smash in <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate oh my as he God, summons Jehovah. So <laughs> yep. Yeah, but you can only do it once. <laughs> Am I right? Yep. Oh man, have you guys heard the rumor that uh, one of the new DLC characters is going to be Erdrick from Dragon Quest Three? Ooh, oh, that would be good. cool. Uh, oh man. And Louisa, you don't even have this game. Yeah, no, but I like Erdrick. <laughs> I'm excited about this. If, you would get it if you could play as Erdrick. I really want that new uh, Dragon Quest. <laughs> Dragon yeah, Quest Eleven. Uh, it's coming out for a Switch. Yeah, I know. I'm afraid that I will waste all my time with it. Though, if I get it. You will. Just wait until it comes yeah. out on Switch, and then you can waste that time, like, outside in the springtime. <laughs> I will- s <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> 
Oh man, playing the Switch sitting outside in nice weather is like the best thing in the world. It feels <laughs> You're so good. crazy. What? <laughs> no, yeah, I love it. That's a bit much. Um, I will say, and not to in any way rain on your parade, Louisa, because mm. it's still it is a good game and you should definitely play it. But I did have to take a break from it at one point. There is a fairly problematic thing where you have to convince a, a woman to get back together with her husband, even though he like cheated on her and is a bad huh. person. Hmm. Wait, that's odd for a video game that it would be so morally uh, upsetting that you would have to complain. Yeah, oh, hold on. You say that this is a Japanese RPG and you have to do something <laughs> problematic with regards to gender relations? How unusual. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, trying to, I'm trying to justify it in my mind of, like, it's set in a time when marriage wasn't really about love, it was about, like, uh, political alliances, but it's still... Uh, listen, you have, to, you have to take media on the grounds that it presents itself, and sometimes things are going to be bad, and you have to acknowledge them as bad, but not reject the whole media necessarily yes. and so it's a good game and i'm going to play it more but i just i just needed to take a break yeah i was getting upset well uh, we talked about octopath traveler on here and off here yeah. but uh yeah they throw around the word whore sometimes i'm like oh yeah. i don't know though in this yes. game yeah. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do, do that. you think do you think in the original <laughs> translation the character that is a quote-unquote dancer is called something more uh lascivious given that her whole thing is that she sleeps with people to murder them, it seems. I, <laughs> I feel like dancer's to... a good metaphor, though, because she wears that yeah. dancer's costume all the time. I'm well, willing but it's, to bet It's like that... a belly dancer's costume, which is also a pretty uh, revealing yeah. prostitution outfit, if that was what she was in another version of the game, is all I'm saying. I mean, she is in this game. It's heavily in blood. Yes, exactly. That's my point. Okay. I am willing to bet that it is an intentional reference to that typical type of censorship that happened in 90s RPGs where anytime you came upon some sort of sex worker in a tavern she would always be called like dancer or massage lady or whatever like in Dragon Quest it's always the puff puff girl who does a puff puff massage whatever that means Um, and she's always in like a playboy bunny costume Uh, you guys remember in fucking Chrono Trigger when you go to that Is that a mod of Chrono Trigger they're like, where they're all nude? What? Say is again. that a mod of Chrono Trigger where they're all nude? <laughs> Jeff, was it so important that you interrupt my point with that? It extremely joke? was. Yes, I'm okay. sorry. I, I have to say, Matt, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right, I'm not voted. All right, get back on track. Let's go- do it. I was going to say, do you remember in Chrono Trigger when you go to the caveman party and there's a bar and then they are like, drink as much soda as you can? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, the same thing happens uh, in the um, the Millennial Fair. Um, you go oh, yeah. you go, and a guy with a big mustache prepares oh, you right. a, a handcrafted root beer and he's like, uh, I'm on I'm not on Tumblr anymore. It's too bougie. Millennial fair. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, yes, very sorry. You, can, you do a. Yeah, it's the soda chugging contest at the Millennial Fair, and then you drink stew at the caveman bar. <laughs> oh God. Oh, when God. are we gonna? Why? Quit, when are we gonna quit this dumb podcast and just do a podcast about Chrono Trigger every single week? Oh man, I would you love to Louisa. do a minute by minute podcast of Chrono Trigger. Yes. Like Star oh my Wars God. Minute. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I will do that. <laughs> okay, bye. This is the last episode of this podcast. You realize that that game is like 50 hours long? Yes. Yeah. You realize that a minute-by-minute podcast of an interactive media makes no goddamn sense because <laughs> yes, a fact. minute 
each of us would do a different thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Man. Anyway, but yes, so Chrono Trigger is a great game. Uh, I'm glad we're talking a lot about old RPGs, because I feel like mm-hmm. that is sort of in keeping with the Tales series, even though yeah. uh, we're not talking about Tales of Link at all. I, um, um, what kind of game do you... Speaking of Link, what kind of game is Legend of Zelda? I never know what to classify that as. An adventure, adventure. game? Okay. Yes. I, say, right. I, I usually it's, say it's, action-adventure. Sometimes people say action-RPG, which I don't think is accurate. It yeah. depends, because I think some of them are. Um, I think that the Breath of the Wild could be described as an open world RPG. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it for a second here. Okay. So the term RPG as it applies to video games is a reference to something Yuji I think Yuji Hori, the creator of Dragon Quest, said about the first Dragon Quest. He said it's sort of a light RPG. Uh because there had never been a video game where you had a bunch of stats and a character like that. And so he right. designed it to be like D&D that you would play by yourself. Um, right. And then all of the games that followed that formula have been called RPGs. And then some of them took the numbers out and they still get called RPGs because they follow <laughs> many of the basic forms of sort of the, the video game genre, even yeah. though they're not really like... I think the main thing for a video game RPG is it should have stats that you level up through time. Yeah. Right. Uh, That's why I think Breath of the Wild falls into that category, because you level up your stats. Yeah. I think you're totally right about the reasons it's called that and the origins and everything. But I feel like to be an RPG, really, to be a role-playing game, you should get to choose who you are, like what type of job your character has, what you look like. Mm. And so a lot of games where it's like, no, you're going to be Urgic, you're going to be Link. Like, I really don't feel like that's role-playing the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. I I think that that makes sense with the word role playing, yeah. but it doesn't. But like th- by that definition, all of the Final Fantasy games aren't role playing games, and that's insane. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. like if you can thing. customize your party, I think that kind of falls into it because that's more like Dungeons and Dragons. But like sure. Final Fantasy three, you can't. Yeah. I feel like you understand what I'm saying, but you're arguing against me for some reason. Well, no, I mean, I guess, I, I it's not that I am arguing against you, I am saying that I think that you're right semantically, yeah. but a lot of games that are that define the genre to me don't fall into that category, so yeah. I feel, so I, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, In I the agree. same way, I feel like uh, adventure games, you know, when I was a kid, the definition of an adventure game was Legend of Zelda, yeah. and now I don't know if it falls into the category which is crazy because that's sort of the first one, but yeah. like adventure games have changed a lot over time, and Link is or Legend of Zelda is closer to role playing games than it is to, to uh, adventure games as I know them now. Like I don't true. think anyone would say there's connective tissue between Legend of Zelda and fucking Nathan Drake in <laughs> Uncharted. <laughs> I but think that a lot of people have made dungeons. that argument. <laughs> that's true. You are raiding tombs, <laughs> yeah. like uh, Link was known for. Yeah. I think I Here's think the people have. Tomb Raider. Can we get a T-shirt with the link on it? This mm-hmm. is the original. The Tomb original Raider Tomb Raider. Yeah, so we can get <laughs> sued by good. two different companies. <laughs> Maybe we can trick them into suing each other. Yeah. Oh no, but we really want Erdrick to be in Smash Brothers, so we can't have Square Enix sue Nintendo. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's really uh, weird that the same company makes both Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy, isn't it? Well, they're both yeah. titty games. Yeah, I feel like Final Fantasy VII was extremely Tomb Raider, if you know what I mean, Tifa Lockhart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I um Oh, I want to say the only true RPG yeah, game ahead. is Fantasy Life, where you can choose one of I think twelve different jobs to do and you can customize how your little person that, looks. The end. That game is very good. I actually just recently started playing the um the HD remaster of Final Fantasy twelve, where in the original Final Fantasy twelve, which was not very good in my opinion, although a lot of people like it, um, you just played as like one of six characters. Well, no, you played as all six characters throughout the course of the game, um, but everyone could learn every skill, so you just leveled everyone up to a million, and then everyone knew everything, and it was very boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the remaster, at wh- when you first level up your f- each character, you have to choose one of 12 jobs that they know, okay. and then that's them for the rest of the game, and it is so much better. It does sound good. <clears throat> I really like <sighs> being able to develop roles in games like that. I think part of why Pokemon is something that I really love playing is because it has all of the crunchy mechanical things of JRPGs and not much else. Um, it's like, the story is paper thin, the world is, you know, just sort of cartoony and inoffensive, but it has, like, a whole Final Fantasy 1 through 15, like, amount of content in each game. Yes. I mean, I will agree with you, and I would be extremely into Pokemon in the way that you guys are if it weren't for the fact that they put so much cruft on top of that, of like, now take a photo shoot with your Pokemon, like, now bake cupcakes for your Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off! Yeah, yeah I, think that, I think that they're trying to get in some of those people who like that like other story stuff in RPGs or who enjoy Animal Crossing and they're trying to get them in beyond the ridiculous mechanics that... Uh, yes, I think the also they're trying to do something that kids will enjoy because kids won't understand right. any of the mechanics yet. Yes, but I do think that um, they saw the, like, the mini games in a lot of RPGs where it's like, oh, you have to to race chocobos to get the best weapon, or you have to do blah, blah, whatever. Drink a bunch of stew. <laughs> yes, yeah. You have to chug all this stew to get enough silver points. Force feed your Pikachu all this stew to make it level up. But it seems like whoever was like, oh, we should do that in Pokemon, didn't get that those mini games had consequences in those other games. So, like, yeah. it, it's just this thing where it's like, ooh, you spent 30 hours getting the very best cupcake made for your Pokemon. If you feed it to your Pokemon, they get 0.07 of a boost into speed, which is a stat that doesn't really seem to do very much. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, I the only really, thing, really... The only stat worth it in Pokemon is making your Pokemon like you by petting them a lot, so then sometimes in <sighs> battle, when it's like, your Pokemon got poisoned, but they love you so much, they didn't get poisoned, actually. <laughs> I get so angry when a Pokemon is like, oh, well, it evolves only when you love it enough, and it's yeah. like, there's no there's no bar that says love, and I can see how much it's got, so how do I know? <laughs> I hate this game. I'm throwing it away. You pet that I... sword until little hearts appear above its head, that's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I really like um, the the only one of those extra things I like in Pokemon is the contest where your Pokemon would go use moves but not to battle but to like show off to the audience. I thought that was like mechanically dense enough as a mini game that it was in, an enjoyable way to make a crappy Pokemon like have something fun to do. But ultimately, you don't win anything. Yeah, for that's it. the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like in the same way. I... 
bet I remember when I first played Final Fantasy 7 I went to the part the golden saucer where there's the chocobo racing and I did the one story mandated chocobo race and was like well this is stupid and I'm never doing it again and then I found out later you had to do it like 40 times to get the ultimate summon or whatever and so I did it but if I didn't I sure as fuck wouldn't have done any more chocobo racing (laughs) in the same way like I don't want to do your dumb shit and if I don't do it you shouldn't keep reminding me you shouldn't have every npc be like hey did you see that there's a photo can you did you see that you can take a sexy boudoir photo with your pokemon in fucking cerulean city or whatever like i don't give a shit shut up go away yeah i started i started playing let's go pikachu which i think i talked about a little bit already but man if if they make a pokemon game that isn't like a stripped down bare bones version like this but looks like this i'm gonna be really happy yeah, I'm hoping really that's what the next one's gonna be. I really thought you were gonna say if they made a Pokemon game where you could take <laughs> sexy pictures with your Pokemon. You can get really stripped down, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's can, sort of what this one be, is. Like, la- <laughs> a mod can put on Pokemon in need. <laughs> If you, <laughs> if you could put on, like, a, a baby doll nighty and lay seductively across your Snorlax's belly. Uh, I... Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, somebody's definitely doing that, right? Like, that's definitely a thing that's already happening somewhere in this country. Yes, yeah. absolutely it's, it is. It's me. <laughs> Jeff. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. But you need to send those pictures out to your Patreon supporters. <laughs> yeah, that's you uh, it's in a tier. On a, on it's a, a tier above where you are. Sorry. Oh damn. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I think Patreon has also been doing this crackdown that everyone has been doing on adult content. Um, really? Yeah. Because it used to not be explicitly against the rules, but now it, like, more is. Like, really? what is what is the point of Tumblr if you can't post pornography on it? Like, why would I anyone thought, use it then? I remember maybe a year ago reading stats about Patreon and about how the top 30 or something Patreon accounts were uh, people making furry porn, which is fine, but I feel like Patreon would shut down if they didn't have furry porn, I guess is my point. Yeah, It's very weird. I guess when companies want to become publicly traded or something, like when they be- want to become more acceptable, I don't understand well, it. Isn't no, it a it's FOSTA-SESTA. Mm. What'd you say? What? It's the, the FOSTA-SESTA thing, the anti-sex work lo- uh, laws. The reason oh. why Craigslist shut down their casual encounters section and the reason why Backpage shut down is because the, um, the United States passed these laws that were like platform holders can be held accountable for um, illegal activity related to sex work on their websites. So all of these places shut down so that they wouldn't get um, arrested. Uh, you know, actually, I'm kind of in favor of that. So, yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> the, the, like, it seems nominally good, like, on its face. Like, okay, you want Craigslist or whatever to be, um... Uh, Looking out for sex trafficking? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. what ended up happening is they shut down Backpage, which is a place where sex workers were able to screen clients so that they wouldn't have to mm-hmm. uh, fall victim to sex traffickers and pimps. Um, and ultimately, it has just made them less safe uh, yeah. and it's empowered sex traffickers who can now be like ah you have to work with me or not, or like you'll get murdered by some terrible client 
Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? All, all laws about sex workers ultimately just hurt the sex workers. Yeah, all of well, the, the only law that would not hurt would be it's legal and unregulated. Yeah. Well, it should probably still be regulated. Mm. It depends on in what that regulation age. This yeah. economy. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust <laughs> I anyone in the government currently to regulate yeah, sex work. Okay. Yeah, that is certainly true. I'm just mm. saying, if there was a regulation like you can't be a sex worker while you have a transmissible like disease, I think that would be a good mm-hmm. regulation. But how do you regulate that is the problem. Yeah. Well, in countries where it's legal, they do have like you have to have a license and you have to get checked every however often and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's a tricky situation though. We don't have to figure it out. That's the thing. We don't even have yeah. to talk about it anymore. Yeah, that's true. We don't have <laughs> to true. solve it. Anyway, that is I will say that is though, why Tumblr will... and Facebook have been cracking down and now it's yeah. against face it's against Facebook community guidelines to and they provided an example, so I'm not exaggerating. Uh flirt. Uh, <laughs> cool. Like, the How example they provided... people to have sex with, then? Exactly. Yeah, the right? example they provided was, you can't make sexually suggestive comments like looking for a good time tonight, and you can't arrange adult activities like going to strip clubs. So, like, if you wanted to throw... If you wanted to go see a burlesque show for your birthday, you couldn't organize that on Facebook or you'd be breaking community guidelines. Oh, God. But is it... That's just in communities, right? Like, you could still do it with just your friends. Uh, no, Community guidelines is Facebook wide, including anything you post uh, and your private messages. I guess, but no one would turn you in if you mm-hmm. were like, "Hey, that's true." Unless you have a real narc friend. Yeah, that's the do. problem, right? Well, yeah. but if you do, why are you inviting them to go to the strip club? What if you're you? not? They're gonna narc you. <laughs> what they, if they also find out yeah, exactly. that you did that, so they report well, you. <laughs> you don't make it so the public can <sighs> see your strip club tra- tra- uh, travels. They all. <laughs> they also have um, very good AI. Like, if you try to post a nude photo on Facebook, it automatically detects yeah. that it contains human nudity and deletes it. Well, it, and as, we know, as we know from that board we did about uh, uh, carnivorous plants, it will flag picture plants yes. as well and take down yes, those true. photos. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, that's uh, a depressing end to this episode about the mobile hit It's game. not over yet. Let's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be over. <laughs> Let's... Uh, we didn't uh, look at a single thing on this board, you guys. I looked yeah, at the top well, we post talked- and it all sucked. And then I had to close the tab because it was crashing my computer, so. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean, it's all very boring. Yeah, that's fine. Because gotcha games, gotcha games are boring and they're references to a game series that only I have played, so we can't talk about them. Yeah, I kind of like that we've done our first one where we didn't mention a single post, though. So, I agree. We've definitely done that before. A hundred percent for sure. No, I think we've made token references to be like, oh, hey, here's a meme. I don't think we have. I I genuinely think we've done it several times. All right, well, (laughs) listeners, you let us know who's right. Yes, let Louisa know. Please don't. At Louisa. If you're not tweeting me, I will never see it. Contact me on Mastodon. Toot at Louisa. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, what is this regarding? Because I can never remember what we talk about on the show. That's true. But we should, before we leave, we should all give our recommendation of a classic RPG that people should try in the new year, mm-hmm. I think. Starting with me, I guess, since I suggested yep. yes. it. Uh, okay, I'm going to suggest that everyone play a game called Lunar Silver Star Story, which was originally <laughs> you, for- you sure that's how you want to pronounce that word? <laughs> 
listen, I don't, but in the dialogue in the game, in the voice acting, they call it Lunar, and I hate it, but that's what they say. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. Uh, it's available on PlayStation Network. It's so good. Uh, it's one of the best examples of anime and RPG working together instead of fighting against each other into incomprehensible bullshit like a lot of the Tales games. Real yeah. fans would play it on the Sega Saturn. That's all I'm saying. It never came out on Sega Saturn. It only came out on Sega CD. Yeah. I have every iteration <laughs> of it that ever came out. Ah, geek check. That was a trap for you. <laughs> that I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt really Very walked good. into that one by bringing up the game and how much he loved it right off the bat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I am going to recommend that you check out Boy, I started this sentence not having an idea. Do you want me to go? Yeah, you you go. Go ahead. All right. I'm recommending one that uh, I thought was very niche, but as I mentioned it, a lot of people have heard of it and played it. And it is on the uh, Super Nintendo Mini. It is Secret of Mana, which is a game that I like a lot. A lot of people say it's not great, which is true, but it's very beautiful and I like it a lot. Yeah. They just re-released it on PlayStation 4 as well. All right. And it's pretty good on PlayStation 4, although I don't love the 3D stuff. Yeah, me either. But I enjoy that game a lot. Uh, Yes. My recommendation, I think, mm, is a good idea. Like, I'm going to go for it because it's a Pokemon game, but it's not one of the main series (laughs) Pokemon games. It's a uh, very elaborate ROM hack of Pokemon Crystal, where they turn it into a whole new game with uh, a set of 251 Pokemon that are not the ones that are in Pokemon Crystal, but from uh, all of the first six generations. Actually, the only sixth-gen Pokemon in it is Sylveon, so it's... Jeff, 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 you're really violating the basic premise of recommending a classic RPG. Yeah, you are. Recommending a ROM hack. <laughs> of a game that's not quite an RPG. <laughs> no, Pokemon is definitely an RPG, for sure. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I think yes. that if you yearn for the days of the like early 2000s or late 90s Pokemon Game nope. Boy games, then <laughs> this is a really good. It's like the best of the ROM hacks. Um, mm. It's very, very enjoyable. It has its own original story. It up. What's it called again? Pokemon Prism. It updates mm. all of the mechanics to be like have the new mechanics where there's the special physical damage split and abilities and all that stuff and um it also changes like the fundamental engine so it runs at 60 frames a second so the animation is all really smooth it's very very good and it took them like nine years to make it which is part of why it's so good um so you can go check that out i think the subreddit has links to the like patch for it and instructions that is r slash pokemon prism also dragon quest 2 yeah that's a good one i like that (laughs) one sorry I was just I was just making fun of Jeff having a 45 minute explanation of his recommendation of a classic game which is still not what you yeah, did at all. Okay, fine. Then with- Dragon Warrior Monsters for the Game Boy Color. I love right, that game. Go. Great. Good. Good. I love it. <laughs> I was disappointed when he said they replaced all the 251 Pokemon, and I was like, oh, fuck, what's it gonna be? Things like office supplies or weird types of fish? <laughs> but no, it's just other Pokemon, and that is very disappointing. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's just like it has its own Pokedex, so it's not limited to the, the first two generations. Uh, fine. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's all. I it. think it's a good... 
I think that's a good game recommendation, Jeff, and I will definitely check it okay. out. I no, just felt like it violated. There's also all, all I'm saying is I felt like you violated the request true. by not recommending a game. There's 20 badges and three regions, so it's a big one too. Wow. It's a big one too. Yeah, uh, that's a lot worth worth checking out. But you know, Dragon Quest Monsters it- too, if you want to just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it? Is it? Are the graphics good or? They're they're as good as Pokemon Crystal, which was the one that was in full color and had like animation in battle for the Game Boy. Hmm. Uh, And it also has a bunch of original music that is also quite good if you're into chiptune music for the Game Boy. I remember I remember playing the original Pokemon Blue and the graphics at the time being pretty bad, even at the time. (laughs) Yes, the all the character art is like so weirdly impressionistic in. the first gen games yes. for some reason but they the pokemon yes. all look correct in the second gen games so that's not a concern <laughs> there's no like coughing wow. with the symbol on his forehead for some reason <laughs> yes <laughs> i thought that was a, a poison balloon what <laughs> i mean he's a balloon but i thought it was a poison like um like a skull like it was developing into a skull that symbol yeah it's like Just a skull he was poisonous it's a skull and crossbones but it's usually on its belly and for some reason in pokemon red and blue it's on a it's on his his head, like above his eyes. He's just a blob. <laughs> Some of them are going to be fucked up. <laughs> like how sometimes frogs have six legs. He's a he's a factory <laughs> defect. Yeah, uh. he's made of poison. Of course, he's going to be all mutated. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who was listening to this episode. Sorry. We appreciate it. No. It was good. It was a good one. It was a good one somehow. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sorry. <laughs> if you <laughs> if you want any more recommendations of things from us, uh, feel free to get in touch with us on Mastodon. Uh, we're all on there. Or you can tweet at us on Twitter at SeeingReddit. You can email us, seeingreddit at gmail.com. Uh, or you can contact me on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm on Mastodon. It is mastodon.cloud slash at JK, and you can also follow me on Patreon or Snapchat or Instagram, Jeff JK. So, Patreon, I don't know if they have a search function, so you'd have to go to patreon.com slash Jeff JK. Snapchat. Also, Jeff is going to have to take down his Patreon because of all the pictures of him in lingerie on a snow (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Um, And the, uh, the, what is it? Patreon, Snapchat, Instagram, all Jeff JK. That's it. I think that's all I have. Okay, you can find me on Mastodon at uh, here we go, okay, at Louisa, at Mastodon.xyz I keep thinking I've got it, like, Pat, and I don't ever, but follow me on there, thank you You need to write it on a post-it note and stick it to your computer (laughs) I think I do, yeah Like a grandma Yeah uh, thanks to the folks who've been talking about us on Twitter. Thanks to Sugar High Senpai. Thank thanks to Dusty Gulch. Thank you. Uh, Sugar High Senpai posted a bunch of pictures of uh, Waluigi cosplay Yay. for us, which is great. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, Dusty Gulch agreed with me against Louisa. So oh, I, I don't that. like that. <laughs> Yeah, if you um, um if you go to uh, an anime convention and there's people cosplaying Waluigi, please send pictures of it to us. Yes. Ask permission you before go- you take the pictures, but you know. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you go to an anime convention and there are people cosplaying as the three of us, how? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. What would that even look like? Yeah. It's impossible to depict us in in images. Yeah, we don't Although show we up do, in photographs. I will say that we do have the three stages of beard. <laughs> she don't show <laughs> up in photographs. And I absolutely love her. <laughs> Put that song in. The end. <laughs> yes. That's very good. Also, that song is terrible. Yep. Yes. Mm. <laughs>
All right. Um, thanks to everyone who voted in our poll of which fantasy do- or sorry, which fictional doctor would you most like to marry? What band was uh, that? The- was it Three Dog Night or something uh, crazy? Some stupid name? <laughs> no, it is um, Nine Days. Yeah, I don't know. Look up the. I think it was <laughs> Nine up- Days. Nine hours, nine persons, nine jam. doors. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you help this girl before your head explodes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's before she drowns the whole world. Surely, Louisa. Oh, I was great. <laughs> yes. I'm the you fucking have... greatest. It is nine days. Fuck you guys. Yeah, you have nine days until she absolutely drowns the whole world. So <laughs> you have to solve this math puzzle. Yep. Yep. But you're already on a boat, uh, so you might be okay either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone who voted in our poll of which fictional doctor would you most like to marry. Jeff won somehow oh, yep. with Dr. Harleen Quinzel, God which is objectively the worst choice on this list. I cannot understand. Hey, here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, she would murder you, though. But, yeah. This, Mary! We're talking about marrying this person. Is it because she's the most physically attractive of the group? Matt, it's because uh, she's daddy's Dr. little Hawk monster. <laughs> Uh, second was Louise's yes! choice of Hawkeye Pierce. Yes! Third, third place was the wild card of Dr. Beverly Crusher. Uh, and last place was Dr. Byron Orpheus, which is insane. People that don't know so- who he is. Just tell yeah. yourself that, because it's true. <clears throat> That's true, yes. Yeah. Uh, alright, well, thanks everyone for coming and listening to this episode. Thank you. I, uh, we hope you have a great new year, and yeah. that you had a great holiday season, um, and we will be back in the new year with more of our bullshit. So, yeah. thanks for coming by. And in the meantime, don't forget that now you're playing in power. Nope. <laughs> now, now you're playing Now you're power. resting in power. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the end. <laughs> to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. I'm a boy, Clarence. Good ending. Oh my god. <laughs> Great ending, you guys. We really, we really nailed it. <laughs> I had that thing where, you know, where your tongue moves in a way you didn't expect that you say one thing and then it just trips out the whole rest of your, your sentence. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs>